Hello, everybody, and welcome to the All About Health podcast. My name is Georgia Overbeck, and I'm your host. Today, I have a returning guest. This is Riley Brennan. If you haven't listened to it, we just recorded an episode all about being in your 20s and her advice for your 20s, and it was so good. No matter if you're in your 20s or not, you should listen to it. And I'm going to link that down below, but it also is, of course, the newest episode. So you can just go to my page and see that. But today we're going to be talking about something different. We're actually going to be talking about running and fitness because Riley has had a a very long fitness journey, I would say, like pretty much all your life. (laughs) And uh, she's run marathons and done half marathons. So we're going to be talking all about that today because my episode that I recorded about running is one of the most listened to All About Health podcast episodes. And so I thought this would be perfect to talk to you more about running if you guys want to hear more about that. So let's get started. Yeah. Okay, my first question for you is when and how did your fitness journey begin? Like, how did you even get into the fitness world? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I was always active as a kid and always outside, always part of like school sports and that sort of thing. Um, and I mean, I wasn't half bad at <laughs> stuff. So I mean, that, that helped keep me interested and motivated and that sort of thing. Um, and then in high school, I was working a lot. Mm. I had my first job and I was putting in like crazy hours for someone who's also attending high school. Mm. <laughs> um, so my my life in sports kind of took a, a big backseat um, and I didn't prioritize it a lot but I still remain super active like I would run uh, around my neighborhood pretty frequently whenever I wasn't working um, or on weekends or that sort of thing and then I met your mom Mm -hmm. and then started to attend classes at the at the gym and that was my my big sort of like break into like more strength based mm-hmm. and uh, like lifting stuff, um, so I started doing that and started bouncing, obviously, and that was like it was just like a cool new thing that I wanted to try because I like to be challenged. Mm-hmm. Um, and that being said, too, like my dad was always active, and like we have gym equipment at the house. Mm-hmm. We have a, an old treadmill that I hope never dies because I've spent so many hours on that thing. So I would like use that stuff too, but not, not, yeah, like not in a big routine sort of way. Mm. Um, It's pretty much all your life. Yeah, I would say so. And then I I met your mom, started coming to the gym and was like, oh, like I love this. Mm. I feel so good. And yeah, then, then that took off and then we started, I kind of returned to running uh, more seriously, I want to say 2019, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe the the tail end kind of 2018 was when I was like, okay, I, I actually love to run. Running's hard. Like, it's, it's wretched. Can't like, confirm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I, w- I think I wanted to try and set some goals with this and get back into it and, and challenge myself Mm -hmm. a lot 
That's awesome. Yeah. And you've done so many different types of workouts and fitness yeah. too, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. Would like you say running's things. your favorite? Um, that's really hard. I don't know. I, I think so. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, is there ever a time when you don't want to run? Totally. But I think everyone <laughs> goes through that sort of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's, you have to be really comfortable with being by yourself. Like it's, it's not a team sport by any means. So you have to have a lot of good intrinsic motivation to get out there first and then to put one foot after the other. But, mm-hmm. um, how would you say that you get that motivation? Like, do you have a certain routine that you do to prepare for a run or do you watch or listen to something or mm-hmm. what gets you actually into that headspace to be like, no, I'm going for a run now. Yeah. I, I try and schedule it that way. I'm like, no, this is your time that you're running. Mm-hmm. Or if I, yeah, I'll kind of slot it in at a, a time of day where I know I'll need it mm-hmm. is another big thing for me um, because it's my biggest stress relief um and that's just as exercise in general whether I'm lifting or running or bouncing or going to a spin class or that sort of thing like I try and really intentionally think about what I have on that day or that Mm -hmm. week and and plan my workouts kind of around that when Mm -hmm. I know that I'll need to just sweat the day off Mm -hmm. you know and go to bed nice and fresh and 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 have a clear mind and that sort of thing. Uh, I also will listen to music right before, Hmm. like as I get ready, I'll kind of put on like a a good jam that I can, (laughs) (laughs) I can get pumped up to. Um, And that changes all the time, depending on my mood really. And other than that, I like for sure, the first few kilometers or the first five minutes or whatever, I'm like, oh, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) as my body's like starting to get into it and I'm not always motivated for sure but also I feel so good after yeah and and I think I try and keep that in mind a lot too I never regret going no we're doing it right I agree that's something that I always say too is like I think about how I'm going to feel after I, after the run, like how I'm going to feel after I get back. And I know that one of, to me, one of the best feelings in the world is getting in the shower after you've just came back in from a run and you're sweaty and you're just like, I feel so good. I'm so proud of myself. I'm on top of the world. And then you go and get some food and you're like, yes. So that's what I think about (laughs) is that like after run experience. Yeah. And I think I'm also, I think that's also a strength of mine too, Hmm. is that intrinsic motivation. Yeah. Like I don't need a lot of, a lot of that external stuff to motivate me Mm -hmm. as much as maybe some people might need. Like, and that's, that's part of too, like building that, that mental toughness, I Mm. think, to be like, to want to do it. Yeah. To want to push yourself. Yeah, to want to push yourself and to like that sort of pain. <laughs> yeah, we're Maybe special we're just breed crazy. us runners. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you've done, you've been running for a really long time, as we said, but is there like a certain run or a certain experience you've had while you were running that really sticks out that was like your favorite or something you'll always remember? Yeah, actually. Oh, that's a great question. Um, in... 
April, I think last, yeah, last year was the first, it was like a return to in-person races Mm. after COVID. And I was living in Edmonton at the time and was like a handful of hours away from Jasper National Park. So I signed up for the half marathon. Mm. So I got to go and run in the mountains and it was beautiful. And that was like the first time I'd run like with people since Mm -hmm. COVID and there it was the first event and that felt like like I I didn't care I didn't care about my time or my pace or like anything like that my only goal was to just have the experience Mm -hmm. and that was one of the greatest feelings I mean it wasn't my fastest race or like anything like that but I didn't care I just had so much fun and I have a great picture of me actually just like with this massive smile and my my arms are spread out and I'm just like in this moment of just joy and and because running like there's a there's a great running community too it's quite a supportive place um for the most part and and so these events are really especially I would say after the pandemic Mm -hmm. we're just like this big like collective hug yeah you know that's cool it was oh it was so cool and I mean like I love there's nothing I love more than being in the mountains and the fresh air Mm -hmm. so I got to combine a bunch of different things that I love so cool yeah do you know I've never done a race like with anybody else before like I've never done that before other than one time when we were in Alliston there was a 5k yeah but I haven't done anything since then and we we should should do do it together we should do it there's a run retreat Oh, that I want us to go on. Okay. Is it like in Alaska? Wow. Or there's they have like other other ones around around the world too, and through the U.S. But yeah, we have to do it. That would be so cool. Yeah. Yes. Let's, let's do, do that, please. <laughs> so I've also mentioned that you did your marathon, which yeah. must have also been one of the best experiences that yeah. you've had, yeah. and feeling so good after that. But what was it like training for that? Because I've never done a marathon before, mm-hmm. but I've seen a lot on TikTok, on Instagram, people training for it and what that's like. But what was your experience? Yeah. Um, so I was doing like a kind of like a Sunday long run sort of situation where I'd, I'd focus on less, I think, on pace and more on building that, that distance up. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to think of the longest distance I ran before the race. I, I want to say it was 32 wow. kilometers. And, like, I I was nervous about that, too, because, well, first of all, those long runs sucked. <laughs> I'm good with, like, like, 25 is good. And anything after that, especially around kilometer 27, 28, there mm. was, like, a you are really – mentally in it and you are fighting with yourself mm. and and then again so like tw- 27 and 37 are both just like mm. terrible kilometers you're so <laughs> close but so yeah. far yeah and you're just like this is terrible I'm done mm. <laughs> um so you yeah those are like big mental um pockets but those long runs were hard in a like like they were great but I was nervous that I didn't I didn't up that mileage enough Mm. before because like the marathon is 42.2 yeah and I trained 
to 32 mm. and then tapered the last few weeks. So I ran less, I did less mileage to keep my body nice and fresh um, before the run, which is like lots of people don't train to that 42, right? Because mm-hmm. you don't want to run the marathon before the marathon. Yeah. Um, but I was like, is 32 like a bad, like am I, that's 10 kilometers is a big gap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, am I going to be able to run another 10 kilometers after yeah. this point? So I was really nervous about that. And there's kind of like, I mean, I would say there's a, there's a, a sweet spot and I figured it out for, for my half marathons before. Like I think before my first half marathon, I think I ran up to 20 kilometers. Wow. So I was just shy. Like my adrenaline just had to carry me yeah. another one kilometer basically. So I, I was really, really nervous, but I, I think there was a reason why I didn't go past. I think I got sick a few weeks before. Oh. Like there was something that messed with that mm-hmm. timing a little bit. And that's, you just kind of have to let go. Go with and, the flow. Yeah, go with the flow and your body will figure it out. Like in the race, you'll figure it out. <laughs> Plus there's so much adrenaline that, yeah. that I think carried, carried me some of those kilometers for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was doing like long runs on Sundays. I was doing more uh, recovery during the week. So those could be anywhere from like 30 minutes of recovery to like, like an hour run or something past there. And then I was doing uh, some speed work in there too, because mm. intervals and speed work are super important um, for running training also. They're... Where did you find, sorry to interrupt you. Yeah. yeah. Where did you find like your training protocol for that? Yeah. Uh, I used, so I start, when I started like really committing to running, I got the Nike train okay. the Nike Run Club app, mm-hmm. which I think you you had for yeah. Did you still use it? I don't anymore, but I yeah. did have it for a while. Yeah. So a long time ago, they used to give you uh like training plans. Mm. So you would plug a date in. You have to pay for them now, probably. <laughs> no, I for the longest time they just took them off the platform. Oh. And I was like, why? This is why I use this app. Yeah. And then uh yes, yeah, so you would plug in. Um. You give them all the information. You give them the, the date, the distance, um, so they'd be able to go like week by week. Um, they would make you do like a benchmark run where you would have to do, I think it was like a seven minute warm up, a three minute, like as fast as you can, mm, and fun. then and then a cool down after. It was like fifteen minutes total. Wow. And it sounds terrible, but I loved oh. doing those runs. And now I'm lit, and still they're not on, those aren't on the app now, which I hate, <laughs> but out of my control. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you would do that, and then you would give, like, information about, like, okay, my fastest 5K is this, mm. or my fastest 10K is this, and they would they would use all of that mm. and use whatever algorithm yeah. and come up with something more tailored to you That's and, cool. and your goal. And it was great. Like I loved yeah. those. So I started using that and, and got really familiar with, with that sort of um, format. So it was kind of like a long run. You would also put how many times a week 
you wanted to run or you could run. So they don't make the app like this anymore? They have they have training plans now. They just brought them back. Okay. And like within the past, I want to say year. I could be wrong, but at, at least within the past year, I've I've noticed them back on the platform. And it's similar, but they have they want you to pair it with like a guided run. Mm. So you can't just like it's just not as simple and it's not as tailored, I find. Okay. They don't make you do that like like benchmark run mm. every few weeks to check Ooh. your progress. And those were yeah. Cause they would they would give you a, like a a target pace or target distance based on your progression through the weeks too, which was also really nice because mm. then it felt like a really personalized experience. Um, if anybody knows an app that is more personalized, let us know. Yeah, and maybe an app that's not like a million thousand dollars. True, that would be nice too. Because some of them are personalized, but some of them are like, I mean, there's also fabulous run coaches that you can, oh, yeah. you could totally pay people to, to do all this for you. But I was like, how do I how do it for free? How do I learn to do well and I and once you get the foundation really of like a long run, a speed run, a speed like a speed run or two or a recovery run or two in your in your Roster. week. Yeah, yeah. In a in sort of like a little weekly format with strength train like strength and cross training on, on top of that to help stay healthy and avoid injury and that sort of thing. But mm -hmm. um, yeah, once you have those staples, I feel like it was, it was easy enough for me to, to create my own plan or go off of something similar to that. So I think Nike had like a, a general one that I, I took and kind of tweaked mm -hmm. based on using plans before and like what I knew my body was used to already because mm -hmm. I mean I wasn't starting at week one with like run five kilometers yeah right? at that time and uh yeah yeah so that was how I kind of got into the planning mm -hmm. so then I would then it was just taking action taking action yeah yeah, cool. yeah. So my next question for you is if there's somebody listening to this right now and they have never ran before, what would be your biggest tips for a beginner of somebody who wants to get into running? Not even that they want to do marathons, like yeah. they just want to start running in general. Definitely get, invest in a good pair of shoes mm. uh, because injury is, I think the most, like avoiding injury is going to be the most important thing. Like anyone can be a runner, mm -hmm. anybody but not everyone can do it in a healthy way mm. or like it would really suck to, to get onto the running scene, feel so good and be like attacking your goals. And then all of a sudden be injured yeah. and like for whatever reason, not be able to return to that or, or get healthy enough to go back to something that you love. Um, so definitely get a good pair of shoes and that's it's pricey and obviously not everyone has the means to do that so if you're starting with what you what you have that's that's good too but mm -hmm. really then taking other steps maybe to avoiding injury would be a good 
a good thing to do, but I swear by the shoes. What are your favorite shoes though? I am an Asics gal. I do the the GT, it's like GT 2000, I think is That sounds really, really model. cool. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> it sounds really <laughs> professional. <laughs> um, yeah, and then they, I mean, they come out with new ones every year, but like you don't have to keep up on the, mm-hmm. the, the new trends. Uh, yeah, the new trends or or all the different tweaks that they've said they've made. To mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah, if you want to keep going back to the same ones, you can do that too. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, I prefer some of the some over over others when they do their like upgrades or whatever mm-hmm. i like to sometimes if they're on clearance i'll like buy an old <laughs> model because i'm like these feel really good yeah <laughs> um but yeah shoes are important uh making sure that you're hydrated that's mm. also super important and then set like a little goal even if it's like okay i want to run i want to be able to run for five minutes without stopping mm. or yeah. like also you can run and stop like, yeah, you don't I have do to, that. Yeah, exactly. If there's no rule that you have to just like start and then you only stop when you're when you're done mm-hmm. your run. Um, especially when you're first starting because running is hard. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Running is really hard <laughs> and it's a mental game. A mm-hmm. lot of a mental game. There's a lot of times where you think you have to stop, but you can definitely power through. But um, that being said, listening to your body, I think, is another mm-hmm. super important thing. If something, like, really hurts in a bad way, yeah, don't keep running. No. <laughs> or, like, yeah, maybe seek a professional opinion for, for stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But, So, yeah. kind of going off of the running shoes, how you're saying, like, having the right running shoes are going to be – really important to prevent injury Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. is there anything else that you do personally to prevent injury or that you've done in the past do you think that actually helps yeah uh cross training Mm. is a big thing um lots of like core strength Mm. is is super important too it helps with your stride it helps if you want to run fast it helps you just be able to hold like a good form I remember when I first started running and like the next day my core and abs yeah. were so sore and I was like what is this yeah like, I thought my legs would be sore yeah, I know I always get that too if I take if I take a break my core is so sore but uh focusing on good form too like before you even touch a distance goal or uh, a speed goal like a an ideal pace like the form is super important. Uh, you warm also, up? Uh, I don't either. It's okay. I should. I know. <laughs> I should. I've always, I have always been really bad with warming up yeah. and cooling down, like, and, and sticking to, like, a religious stretching routine, too. Like, and that's why I build, part of my cross training, too, is yoga, hmm. um, which is super common. You can, like, even just look up on YouTube, like, yoga for runners or yoga for athletes or something like that. And that helps target a lot of the core stuff also. Um, but yeah, I, I try and build in yoga pretty frequently just because I know mm-hmm. that I'm bad at that, that like stretching out. Yeah. And, and I'll foam roll frequently too yeah. to keep, keep that uh, soreness level down. But 
All good tips. Yes, definitely the cross training though. Okay. Um, keep that in mind. Yes, keep it in mind. So if you're already <laughs> strength training, then yeah. it's going to be easier for you to add in some running rather than if you were going from nothing. So my next question going off of that one is how do you make sure that you are fueled enough for a run? Mm -hmm. And if you don't fuel enough, do you feel a difference? I would say I feel a difference for sure. For sure. Um, I try to make like, like I try to time my meals or my fuel in a way that it's not so close Mm -hmm. to my run that I'm going to like feel heavy or or sick or anything like yeah right because then you're not enjoying Mm -hmm. the time yeah and it's harder to like thank yourself for it after because you just feel terrible the whole time and I mean like running can feel bad already so (laughs) when you make it feel worse you're like oh my gosh but um yeah I try and focus on the timing of my meals for sure because like everybody is different so for me before physical activity I can't eat too close Mm -hmm. just because then I feel yeah I feel gross um do you have a favorite pre-run meal or a few different favorites I don't know I I will do it kind of depends it kind of depends on the time of day too Mm -hmm. I actually prefer to work out at night okay or in the evening so kind of like an after dinner sort of thing I am a I'm a night owl with that stuff like I'll go down at 10 p.m and we'll start like a three-hour run wow and that's just like fine for me so I've had fuel all throughout the day yeah so that's maybe I think that's an area that I want to improve on too is is being a little bit more mindful of of my intake before okay so I talk about this all the time on the podcast of being like um finding a time to work out that works for you yeah this is an example of that oh yeah it's like I'm sleeping at 10 p.m yeah and you're just starting your run (laughs) we're all different so just keep that in mind yes yeah and I mean that's for me too I work out at night because I like to sweat the day off Mm -hmm. so I'll like go through the stress of of my day and I'll have work or school or whatever it is that I'm doing that day and then afterwards I yeah I'll do my my de-stress time where it's just me and it's easier it's just personally easier for me to slot it in at the end Mm -hmm. as opposed I'm not much of a morning person Mm. so uh yeah yeah amazing so I have one more question related to fitness and running and that is what are your goals going forward with fitness and running? Like, how do you want mm-hmm. to include it for the rest of your life? Mm-hmm. Uh, it'll it'll definitely always be part of my life, the fitness stuff. Like, I just have always been active. It's where, it's how I relieve my stress. It's where I get my energy from. You have to give energy to get energy. Mm-hmm. So that's, whether it's, whether I'm outside hiking or going for a run or lifting or going yoga or whatever. I'm just always, always moving my body. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, fitness will always, always just continue to be a part of my life. I think running my, my goals, I would say, I think I'm going to run 
another marathon. Mm -hmm. I, we were talking about this earlier where I was like, oh, I don't know. I haven't committed to anything, but um, yeah, I'm kind of in that, that weird space of navigating um, like having a, an injury flare up mm -hmm. um, and like wanting to get back out there. Yeah. Because it's a scary thing to think about, like maybe re-injuring yourself, especially after you spend so much time recovering and healing and going through some of like the really low points of of being injured. Because it it takes a big mental toll um, and a physical toll, of course. But the mental stuff is extra sucky, mm -hmm. especially like since it was your de-stressor. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's a big part of it too. Is I, I'm. I'm scared of the injury part and like, yeah, physically feeling bad, but then not having that outlet. Are you comfortable like saying what actually happened? Like what your injury was? Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah. So I had uh, a stress fracture in my foot, uh, which just seems like it was an overuse injury. Um, that's what we've kind of chalked it up to. So it was just, yeah, like I noticed in my I was fine training for my marathon um and then I think during <laughs> during my marathon I started to feel some different pain mm -hmm. I mean like I was feeling lots of pain yeah. in lots of different areas but by the point that I started to feel it but just kind of a different pain in my foot so I was like okay I'm at kilometer 35 or something mm -hmm. I've never run this far because yeah. I've only trained the 32 this is probably normal. Like it's mm. not a big deal. Like I, I haven't pushed myself this far. My body's just figuring it out. Like I'll be good. I'll be good. Um, and then I finished, I finished my race and I was just sore all over. So I don't think I did. I like, I didn't really tune into the fact that it felt so like as off as mm. it really did. Um, and then you're probably looking around at everybody else like, do you also have this now? <laughs> Is or? this normal? And then I I was also doing a run streak mm -hmm. at the time. So I was running every day, whether it be like, and I mean like five minutes of jogging yeah. counted for me. I, I didn't have like a big uh, distance minimum, but I was, I had been running every day for I think it was something like 156 days wow. or something like that on top of training for the marathon. Mm -hmm. So overuse was, was a big factor for sure. But I, so I ran my race and then the next day I went to go and do my like five minutes or whatever of running. And, and I mean, like that felt terrible regardless, but then I could barely put weight mm -hmm. on my foot Wow, without just like a sharp, a sharp pain and I was like okay I I something's swollen it'll go down in a few days I still have running mm. little bits every day but for the most part I was off my feet for three weeks um of like elevation and ice and all the stuff that I that I figured I was supposed to be doing and I was still doing like a little bit like a tiny tiny little run every day mm -hmm. <laughs> like whether it's like 200 meters or whatever. And then I had the Banff half marathon mm -hmm. and I was like, I'm fine. Like everywhere else in my body, 
all my soreness was fine. How like long I had was this good after? energy. Three weeks. <laughs> you're like stupid you're a stupid <laughs> person <laughs> <It's very close. laughs> yeah it was very close and I mean like I felt great otherwise because mm-hmm. I I mean the next day you kind of feel like you've been hit by a car mm-hmm. but then I think I like I recovered quite well actually and way quicker than I expected mm-hmm. which was nice so I was like yeah I'm ready for this run like I feel great I've been doing nothing for three weeks based mm-hmm. that could like really aggravate any soreness and especially pain with my foot because it felt it still felt off, but I didn't know how off. Um, and then I, I started this run and this I was the half marathon. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I started this half marathon and I'm in Banff and it's beautiful. Like I've never done this course before. I was so excited. Just like, I love, I love doing this sort of stuff and not even I wasn't even two kilometers and I was in so much pain Mm. that I had to stop wow and walk and I can run 25 kilometers without without feeling like I need to stop Mm -hmm. or and I'm kind of like I'm a little more hard on myself of like go like you don't need to stop (laughs) we're doing a continuous (laughs) A continuous 21.1 and I've never especially in a like in a in a race event um I always have like a pace or a time goal so I'm like you stop after the line mm. so when I had to stop and walk I was like this this feels gross in a lot of ways like this feels really hard and really emotional Mm -hmm. and I was like something is actually really something's actually really wrong here physically like I'm in this terrible pain and I was like okay I'm in the middle of this course usually and I will say too usually there are lots of people um like medics on the on route and that sort of thing. So if if you have any sort of injury or emergency, like there's there's someone there to uh, help you and they can take you out and and that sort of thing. But I didn't see anyone mm. on this whole on this whole route basically. But also, <laughs> there was no way I wasn't crossing this line. Oh, <laughs> did you walk? I so I alternated between uh walking and running okay so I was like I'm finishing this race Hmm. like I started this race I I crossed one line I'm crossing the second line Mm -hmm. and that's (laughs) that's just my own personal decision (laughs) I don't recommend that (laughs) everybody but I'm I'm a stubborn brat especially with with stuff like this and yeah, I mean, it's it's not my smartest move. It's not my dumbest move, but <laughs> it just is what it is. So, yeah, I was like, I okay, how are you doing this, Riley? Mm. What's the move? <laughs> so I walked for a little bit, and I was like, okay, it gives me a little bit bit of a break. Like I'm not, I'm not in unbearable pain when I walk. So I was like, I'm going to just do like a leapfrog mm-hmm. sort of situation. Um, 
So I'll walk for, I don't know, I like maybe X amount of minutes. I can't remember exactly how I split it, but uh, like I'll walk for, I'll walk for five minutes and then I'll run for five. Mm -hmm. And I just kind of did that. Or if I was feeling like I needed more of either one. And you made it all the way. Oh yeah, I did this whole run. Wow. <laughs> I did this whole 21.1 kilometers of like, yeah, alternating between walking and running. And, and I mean, I was also in a terrible, a terrible place mm -hmm. while this is happening. So I'm running, running and walking for two hours, I think, or, or just over that. I, I, I don't remember. It, I, there was no way I was looking at that mm -hmm. clock when I, when I finished, because I just felt so like it wasn't what I wanted. I don't mm -hmm. want to see how long that took me because this isn't my this isn't my like peak performance, and I'm yeah. hard on myself, especially with numbers and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, it I was alone with myself mm -hmm. for two hours in pain. and in pain, and and watching other people run by me and having to deal with the fact that like like I couldn't. I couldn't do what I wanted to do and also coming to terms with the fact that like yeah there's something wrong here and like you have to actually go and like go to the hospital oh. or go to the doctor that would have been such a hard realization it to was have. yeah it was really hard and like I said I'm I'm hard on myself so I was I was really emotional I was really emotional and just like trying to hold it together because you're surrounded by people mm -hmm. <laughs> and like it it sucks um so yeah I kind of just like had to sit with that and then I finished the run um and and crossed the line and then uh my best friend Jake was with me and as soon as I crossed and saw him like I just I lost it. Mm. Like I just was crying and was like, I felt so disappointed in myself that first of all, I let myself get injured, mm. which isn't a good way to look at it, right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Or like, I, I just, like I had two hours to be like, here's all the things that you could have done mm. to be more on top of avoiding injury. Yeah. And I wasn't giving myself any any grace at all mm -hmm. just because I was in such a like I was just so ticked off yeah and that's the thing I'm mad at myself I'm so mad at my body mm -hmm. and all of that was just coming to a head at the end of this race so yeah I crossed and I just like I I just cried and I was like I actually have to to do something about this now and and the the other thing too is like that fear of recovery mm -hmm. and that recovery process because it's so long and at the time like obviously at the time I didn't know that I had a stress fracture by by any means like I I didn't know what was wrong I figured I just like tweaked something or or whatever um but yeah I had never been in in pain like that while I was running and mm -hmm. And uh, so 
going through all that. Yeah. Like, do you think that there was a reason? Like, was it something you had to grow through or learn from? Or was it just a hard time that sometimes it happens in life? I don't know. I don't know. And I don't, like, I mean, I guess I, I definitely learned learned from that. Yeah. Right? Because I wasn't... I wasn't doing all the stuff that I should have been doing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, there's also something to be said for like, this was the, also the busiest time of my life. Mm -hmm. Like I was in my master's. I was, uh, in school from like eight until three. And then I would work from three 30, six 30. And then after that I would, I would train and study and all that sort of stuff. So I was truly like in such a busy season of my life that I don't, there are things, there are things that I didn't have a chance to prioritize as much Mm -hmm. as I should have or would have liked to, that's a better way to put it, that I would have liked to. But also that being said, it's an overuse injury and I've been running for how many years, Mm -hmm. putting up like lots of kilometers. It could have happened when I wasn't. Yeah. In a, in a race or, or whatever. I think it was probably something that was inevitable Mm -hmm. in a way. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely learned a lot. It was a really crummy thing to have to go through, especially Mm -hmm. coming off of a marathon where I I am right in the middle of that plan Mm because it's such a big commitment and then you can't, (laughs) like, you can't stand Mm -hmm. on your foot like you have to be off of it and have it elevated as much as as possible um like I was in a walking uh like a boot cast and like that's just (laughs) that's just so inconvenient um so there was that like going from from 100 to zero physically um that was really hard because then like your body changes too with injury Mm. and that was a really hard thing to deal with but also yeah like that's my stress outlet yeah so I felt just like full of mostly rage Mm. (laughs) for for I think like close to two months by the time I was able to get in and have all of these scans done um Yeah, so just the the difference and that that routine and that ability being taken away so quickly and and that sort of, and then and then of course I felt dumb because I was like, why would you run mm-hmm. <laughs> a half marathon three weeks like and I knew like I knew something was a little bit wrong before, mm-hmm. so I was like, you shouldn't have done this. Mm-hmm. Like, you shouldn't have done this. I And, again, at that time, I figured it was just overuse and I hadn't rested it for long enough. And it wasn't the fact that there was, like, a, a stress fracture. So, yeah, I think there's there are things that I learned. Uh, but then there's, there's good things that came out of it, too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I got to slow down mm-hmm. a little bit. And I got to lean on the people around me and and see who was... Uh, able to show up for me mm-hmm. at that time so 
that was a good thing too. Like I had, like I couldn't drive because um, it's my right foot. Wow. Uh, so like Jake would pick me up for school and drive me around. Um, if I was like out at an event, uh, my friends, uh, like Haley and Nadun would like body block people from getting too close to me yeah. if we were like in a crowd or something like that. Cause I tried to do as much as I could still. Um, but yeah, everyone was all my, all my close friends were super supportive and were like, whatever you need, mm-hmm. like, do you need me to come and drop, drop things off for you or and that sort of thing. And it was really a hassle to go uh, to school in person too. Cause obviously I couldn't drive there and, and, uh, it was just so annoying to have to yeah. <laughs> like hobble to class. Yeah. And I was trying to stay off it as much as possible. So uh, I stayed home quite a bit too and did school virtually, which is a fabulous thing to come out of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Is, is everybody being more comfortable now with online Zoom school? Um, and then three weeks later or so, I think. Uh, I got my dog. Yeah. So that was another good thing because I was feeling pretty down and really, really low. And she gave me something to focus on. Mm-hmm. And like pets and animals are so good at being companions in mm-hmm. those moments. So she was like a little teeny tiny baby mm-hmm. and I could just kind of focus on her. And yeah. luckily she wasn't too terrified of the boot. At first she was kind of like, this is scary. <laughs> and then by like, I don't know the second week or whatever that I started wearing it she was like she would nap on it oh it was so sweet and then so I came home one day and and I or I went I went to go do some I was also really bad with my food I didn't wear it all the time <laughs> or as like yeah I didn't wear it nearly as much as I could have yeah. well maybe should have but um so I would take it off it, it's also just terribly uncomfortable and mm-hmm. and that sort of thing so I I think I left I left the apartment to go and and check the mail or something and didn't I didn't want to have it on because I was sitting and I had my foot elevated and that sort of thing so I was already giving myself a break I went to go and grab the mail from downstairs and came back up and and I opened the door and my boot was like kind of just in the middle of the room and and Luna like got all startled because she was like she was right next to it or whatever and I assumed that she was doing something she wasn't supposed to and she was like chewing it or something and and then it happened again (laughs) (laughs) and then I realized like I I think there was a moment where I opened the door and I was able to actually see what she had been doing she was cuddling it (laughs) so I I would scare I would like leave the the house for a period of time and come back and and scare her out of a nap and she's like snuggled with this so then I was worried like is this gonna be like a big breakup for the two of them once I have it off yeah it was really I I was convinced that she was doing something she shouldn't have been because she was just like, wow, every time I opened the door. She's like, I'm in love with this boot. Yeah. Yeah. She got really into it. She would like lay on it and I don't know why. She just thought it was like my bionic leg, I guess. Well, kind of a weird situation. She's so cute. Yeah. She's sweet. 
Well, I just want to say thank you for sharing your tips for running. And also thank you for being so vulnerable with sharing your story too. Mm -hmm. Because I know that a lot of people, either they have been or they're going to be going through an injury. Or something that's going to get set them back from their routine or whatever it is or go through a challenging time and so I just want to say thank you for sharing that yeah and I'm I think that's a good place to end off the episode yeah yeah and with that I'm going to end off this episode here thank you so much for listening or for watching and I hope that you enjoyed this conversation if you would like, I'm going to link Riley down below so you can check out her social medias and follow her journey there because you do post what you're running and your travels yeah. and everything yeah, so much. And it's really fun to follow along. So thank you thank so you. much, Riley, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having me. You did great. Thanks. <laughs> and I hope to see you in the next episode.